Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about sulking teen vampires and angst-ridden werewolves and how completely stupid the whole thing <laughs> is for purely entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Oh my god, Trevor Pattinson! Oh my god! Welcome, everybody, to the Toad Hop Network and the Movie Guys Live. You want a toe? We can get you a toe. Believe me, there are ways, dude. <laughs> we're you all together again. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Nail polish and everything. Uh, we're all together. We're together. Yes. All met. Welcome Bring back. it in. Bring it in. Hey, put Yay. the hands in. Yay. Movie Guys. Uh, you are ground zero once again for all things movies and comedy. We got previews. We got reviews. We've got bits. We've got sketches. We got stuff. We got a lot. We got fake vomit. We got shit on a hat. We got... <laughs> that reminds me of the time I was in Boston. I went to a, a store called Jack, best story. Jack's Joke Shop. It, and actually, I think Family Guy references it. They, they go to Jack's Joke Shop. And his brilliant Hilarious. marketing scheme was to record himself reading his entire inventory and then play it on a boom box in the corner of the, ro- in the room. So you'd walk in to the store and you'd just hear this. We got shit. We got fake vomit. We got vomit on a hat. We got silly string. We, he would say, we got in front of everything. Why wouldn't you say that? I don't understand. Of course you'd say that. And I bought a very, very human-looking turd there. We got human turd. And what made me most disturbed about that is that I knew it looked really real. Oh, so you're like, hey, that looks oh, I great. I forgot that story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got fake vomit. I'm sorry, Paul. You were saying something. <laughs> oh, no. No, stick. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, uh, good. Oh, my God. We no, it's just not. We got... No. <laughs> I was just doing standard, standard intro number one to the show, honestly. Uh, bringing the table together. Karen Volpe, Adam Whitley, Caius, myself, Paul Preston. And uh, Karen and I were back in the East Coast last weekend because apparently every week some movie guy has to get in a plane and travel somewhere. It's required. We have to go up in the air and watch movies in the air. I'm up next. Oh, yeah. Look forward to some really good movies. I am pulling a Neil Page. What is that? I am traveling on Thanksgiving Day. Ooh. Oh, it's the Watch best. out for Kevin Bacon. Oh, Wish yeah. me luck. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Have a good time. Those what's aren't the, pillows. What's your airline? Uh, Continental United. Con- Con- oh, good. We, oh, that was good. We, we had our own movie in the seat in front of us, and you could watch any movie you wanted. It was awesome. On demand. On demand. Free. Well, Scroll through and find one. Doesn't go get Caddyshack and watch all the Bill Murray parts. That's mm-hmm. what I did. Because Continental is now United. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So I got on, So this happened. They, they just transitioned a while ago, and I got on the bus at LAX the last time I flew Compton United. United, <laughs> and the bus driver. You go from lot C to the airport, and the bus driver says, "What airline?" And I said, "United," and she defiantly refused to acknowledge that she knew what I was talking about. She's like, I, what's that? You mean Vente? Yeah. She didn't even, she didn't, she didn't, even didn't even correct me. She's like, that, "That's not an airline." Oh my. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Cont- oh, Continental. You uh, meant Continental. Yeah. Like, she didn't know. Anyway. Yeah, like you're stupid. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> well, her Running your life because it's Wall Street Journal. You just know? to make you feel better, we were on a plane that had the giant word United on it, so I think it exists. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, and we saw, um, I mean, I saw the Iron Giant for the first time ever on this Good last movie. flight. Oh, it's amazing. I movie. mean, how, who, where are you going to find that on a plane? I thought it was pretty cool. 
that you can find an old movie on a plane. I, I want Southwest. Oh, so it's whatever's on my iPod. On Southwest, I think head. you just find hepatitis. <laughs> The Greyhound of the Skies. I, uh, it really does seem like a buzz. Dude, it totally does. You know, we, have um, a, we need to ring a bell every time Johnny Ice laughs. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. Ding, ding, ding. One. Get points. So we keep track. I watched The Big Chill for the first time ever and loved it. It's very oh, good. It was really good. And it's really good when there's nothing else going on. <laughs> it's very good as an adult. I got treated it to that one really... in the theaters as a uh, teenager. Uh, did you yes. get it? Because it's really adult themed, you know? There's a couple funny parts and, you know. Yeah. It is awkward when there's boobs and stuff on the on the movie you're it watching, and they don't block it out. There's they, a kid right next to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Adam and I talked about this last awkward show. Last show about how the older I get, the less comfortable I am sitting in a room full of strangers watching other people have sex. In a movie, <laughs> but on a plane. With I, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about what's uh, coming out in theaters. Okay. Is there some big movie coming out that Not I know. should know no. about this weekend? That music would suggest perhaps there is. There let's get be. to it, Adam. Let's preview. All right, let's do this. Vampires, dower up, because here comes the finale to the epic vampire staring contest that is the Twilight series. <laughs> the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. The story of the gloomy and quaffed vampires America has come to love, or at least think about once a year, comes to an end the way all movies are starting to come to an end. Twice. Yes, Flatline the movie has a finale so big it took two separate ticket admissions to tell it, even though there's only one movie's worth of movie in the first three Twilight films. When we last left this saga, the miserable vampires got together to have a miserable wedding and the miserable birth of their miserable baby into this miserable world. But the miserable werewolves arrived and threw a miserable wrench into the works. We pick up... After the miserable birth of Renesmee, where the miserable Cullens gather other miserable vampire clans to protect the miserable child from a false allegation that puts the miserable family in front of the miserable Volturi. This, this should be called Les Miserables. Yes. It really should be. <laughs> oh, Les Miserables. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, Bella and Edward had a baby. I mean, why not? They're up all night anyway. But according to the series Painfully Dull Vampire Mythology... Vampires aren't allowed to have children, and so the other vampires have to kill them for doing that or something. <laughs> True. Bella decided not to abort her deformed vampire baby, proving once again that vampires are Republican. I knew it. Well, with their, <laughs> well, with their pale complexion, they are very white. But let's clarify. Not all whites are Republican. But if you're Republican, you're probably white. Mm. And bloodthirsty. Continue. Oh, that's a little too far. That's a little too much. <laughs> Although Mitt Romney, I mean, that guy kind of, now kinda that you mention like it. a vampire. That's totally like the vampire that comes to the door in like Fright Night. Yeah, like yeah, and your mom, right? And your mom invites him inside, so he's allowed in. He's a little yeah. pale. He's wearing a little tanner. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, the vampires square off against the Democrats. I'm sorry, the, the werewolves right. in a fight to the death in the name of the sanctity of life, or something like. that. Ironically, mm -hmm. I guess all of the painfully boring <laughs> actors from the first four Twilight movies return to bring their contracts to the big screen. <laughs> For one last navel-gazing clash of the titans where they all charge in a line at each other. Even the military formations in this movie can't think of anything original. Who am I rooting for here, Paul? The vampires? The werewolves? Spoiler alert, the zombies win! I knew it. I've heard that. This franchise is a phenomenon. Some people in L.A. have been camping out for a week at the movie theater to be the first inside to get their pre-assigned seats. <laughs> Let's That's hope, awesome. Paul. Produced spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, let's hope Breaking Dawn Part Two will finally drive the proverbial wooden stake through the heart of this series, so that Taylor Lautner can go back to not being cast in anything. <laughs> Any chance Harry Potter could beat the shit out of these people already? <laughs> Pretty big now. 
Um, you know, I, Paul, I haven't seen any of these movies, and yet I hate them. <laughs> that makes me thank God I don't have a teenage daughter. Yeah, thank God they make Twilight movies. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what movies not to go and see. <laughs> you know what? Mm. That, that actually just sounds like more of the same. Yeah, even our review sounds like all of the Twilight jokes we've done before. Totally. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sh it seems like they're applicable again. <laughs> I mean, uh, all right, let, let's look into that. Now, Johnny, you got an MP3, a last year's review of Breaking Dawn Part you got that 1. that on hand? And you have some flashback sound effects, right? He got I mean, nervous get, for a minute. John's yeah, like, he's like, wait, me? I have to produce? What am all I doing? Right, go ahead. <laughs> if we got any of that. Johnny, we, can we you should... go into the Toad Hop archives? <laughs> and <laughs> launch our bit, please. <laughs> let's figure out... I mean, what our last review was of, of uh, Twilight. Movie. Let's listen to Breaking Dawn Part 1. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember this. You know, I haven't seen any of these movies, Paul, yet I hate them. Makes me thank God I don't have a teenage daughter. Thank God they make Twilight movies, otherwise I wouldn't know what movies not to go and see. You know what? Wow. That just uh, it feels like the jokes we made last year, you know? Yeah. These jokes seem like they come right out of our preview of Twilight Eclipse. Hmm. Yeah, they, they, they do sound familiar, don't they, Paul? Johnny, do you have a clip on CD <laughs> of last year's <laughs> review of that? When we, when we were previewed Twilight Eclipse? Go ahead and let's, let's, let's go back in time okay. and play that for me. This yeah. is fun. We're all so young in all of these... <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? Wanting to now, I haven't seen any of these movies, yet I hate them. It makes me thank God that I don't have a teenage daughter. Yeah, thank God they make Twilight movies, otherwise I wouldn't know what movies not to go and see. <laughs> Wait a second. What? That was weird. Wait a second. Man, it just seems like we make the same jokes each time one of these movies comes out. I just think we did. We should check the tape on that. Yeah. yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. Do you have can the, you check the tape on that? Do you have that? the DAT audio of our preview <laughs> of Twilight New Moon from last year? Yeah, put that on. Yeah, let's play that and see if we, uh, if we have any of the, if we made any of the same jokes when we previewed Twilight New Moon. <laughs> You know, Paul, I haven't seen either of these movies, and yet I hate them. It makes me thank God I don't have a teenage daughter, you know? Yeah, thank God they made another Twilight movie. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what movie not to go and see. Wait a second. Wait. Hmm? You know what? That was weird. I yeah. got to tell you, that just uh, feels like we've made these jokes before. Yeah, know. that seems like familiar territory. Deja vu. Like we did these jokes when the first Twilight movie came out. Yeah, just last year. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure, but Johnny, <laughs> do you have the cassette tape of that from last year when yeah, we, we previewed check. when we previewed the first Twilight film? Here, go ahead and then let's uh, let's listen to listen to what that probably sounded like. You know, Paul, I haven't seen Twilight yet, but already I love it. <laughs> I just wish I had a teenage daughter so I could have a good excuse to go see this movie. I know, I think this movie looks really good. 
I just hope they don't run the franchise into the ground, you know? Two, three <laughs> movies tops would be ideal. Yeah. Comedy yes, bit, Johnny. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Johnny Ice helping us out. Oh, comedy Johnny. bit. You know, Johnny, that's, I, I honestly I, I applaud your efforts there. Running back and forth to the Toad Hop archives. <laughs> Who knew the tape cassette machine would work? It's in an entirely different room, just to show you how... He had to get a different machine to play some of that stuff. He's very, very committed. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I couldn't keep my, my that composure was in that. No. <laughs> Why? It was so yeah, serious. We love our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Last time we yeah, can use any Twilight jokes. Uh-oh. Last time. Oh, no. Although they're talking well, about true. maybe a spinoff. Oh, oh please. Is this literally so. the last one? Joni loves Chachi. This is the last book, and it has been for two movies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys on? Are you guys on Team Robbie for this one? You've mentioned this. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm glad I don't know. For one of the movies, I think the one where they were in love. Oh, that um, one. (laughs) You went to the theater and you chose a team. Uh huh. You were were on Team Edward. Edward or Team Robbie? (laughs) Who are those people? (laughs) No, Edward is the vampire and Mitch. Mitch. Gunder. Yeah. Gunderson. (laughs) Mitch is the wolf. Team Gunner. And so, yeah, you go in for, and you so everybody would be on one. It's kind of like a uh, high school pep rally, and it's you know how important funny. that was. Yeah, they made t- <laughs> no, they made T-shirts, they made um, signs. Well, if they made T-shirts, hey it man, must that's be pretty important. good marketing if you can get your audience to be, have a pep rally for your movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, let, let's play a little not at all gay. Who's hotter? Throwdown. Okay. Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. or Taylor Lautner? Taylor Lautner. I'm sorry. Neither one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This was not at all gay. You jumped, you jumped <laughs> Neither one is hot. It depends on how old you are. You know, if you're I an s- actual woman, you want to see Bond. I saw a picture mm-hmm. of Taylor Lautner today. Then I thought, yeah, that, that, that guy's got something going on. He's, you know, I can see where. Were you alone? Twelve-year-old boys might but, find that appealing. They're, <laughs> kind, they're kind of boy bandish. I mean, the boy yeah. band vampires, basically. Yeah. So once once a girl, even if you got a crush on those, once you get a couple years older, then those movies are not going to age well because mm-hmm. they're just going to be these embarrassing movies that you liked once upon a time. Maybe I don't know. Who's got the career? Pattinson or uh, Kristen Stewart or Taylor Well, Lauder. they're trying to sell in the latest Entertainment Weekly. They're trying to say that she's very fun and wacky. Did you see that I article? I think that's bullshit. And I think they're doing that to try to get her career to go longer. I don't buy it. The oh, yeah. many faces of Kristen Stewart. Was that the article you yeah, read? Yeah, I couldn't believe any of it. I was like, I don't think she's light and cheery. I'm not buying it's it. It's like it, that Russell Crowe's hilarious article they had out a while ago. It's like they're forcing you to think she's funny. <laughs> she would have done well at the Dianetics uh, audition I went to when I first moved to L.A. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I actually went over to the, the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center, and they had an audition for L. Ron Hubbard's Dianetics. And I promise you that these were the instructions I was giving during the audition. They wanted these looks. They said they look depressed. Okay, look worried. Look sad. Look concerned. Look She's despondent. Yeah. What is the difference between any of those? <laughs> it's a subtle difference. Just, she nails that. Yeah, I should have just grabbed Kristen Stewart and said, here's what you're looking for. <laughs> we got sullen. Me. We got we got miserable. <laughs> we got the shit on a hat. We got, <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got <laughs> looking for mom. We got not really liking a lot of decisions you've made over the last two years. <laughs> we got staring at somebody with 12 items in the six items. And less <laughs> we line. got confused in a computer. <laughs> So in this movie, Bella herself, Kristen Stewart, becomes finally a vampire. That Ooh. actually might make this one good. I mean, I don't know. Well, you vampire. can't be unemotional. Oh, wait, you Paul? can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I saw some clips at yeah. Comic-Con. Only I, you're wearing uh, a suit. 
Does she go running through the woods in this one? Yes. She oh, does. I am there. <laughs> oh, I am that there. One. Now, here's the thing, though. Does she ever run through the woods in her bra and panties? They totally missed that option. They really need that clip. because, really, that's really a shame. Because I would have signed up. Yeah. I, I would have been watching watch this movie four movies ago. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Now, you, it, she becomes a vampire, and uh, she, but she knows she knew it was coming. I believe, I haven't seen him, but I believe uh-huh. she gets bit on purpose. Adam, you've seen these movies. Uh, right? I, yeah. She I, says, I, bite I, me. I played then, a person earlier who didn't see any of these, <laughs> and yet I hate them. But I actually did, because any movie that reaches four, I then become immensely interested. Like, you Fast and the Furious, I might not watch any of those. But once they reach four, I'm like, oh, there's such validity to it. And I'll have a whole festival, Resident Evil. I do this with a lot of sequels. And I'll have a whole festival, and then uh, the festival will take so long that the movie will be out of theater that I was doing it for. Paranormal <laughs> so Activity seen- 4? Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's already gone, and yeah. I've finally seen the first three. But, uh, but so, yes, yeah, so Breaking Dawn Part 1 I haven't seen yet. But um, uh, what was the question? Schindler's was List it, was Part it how four. embarrassing am I? In the movie. By any chance? Yeah. Let's just say that was. Let's just say that was the question. The point is, Bella knows she's a vampire. Now, how, do yeah. you, how would you know if you are a vampire? If maybe something mm. happened. There, there is a national, uh, I've brought it up here on the computer, okay. a national online registry to find really? out if you oh. or perhaps your neighbor is a vampire. Oh, much like handy. the uh, child molester thing. Yes, you can put in where you live exactly. and there's little and bubbles you, that come up. And you can find out whether or not you're a child can molester. Can you ro- cross-reference <laughs> priests best. that molest children and vampires in this list? The Vatican has its own page. <laughs> if the red dot lands on your house, you're a child molester. That's how you know. <laughs> so if you were worried that you might be a blood-sucking child of the night, yes. uh, here's a few helpful tips. Again, we're coming right from the, uh, the website here. All right. Um, if you never come out during daylight hours, you could be a vampire. Actually, Paul, you could also be Charlie Sheen. You could be that. Good point. Uh, if you get nervous when passing churches, you could be a vampire. Or you could have been an altar boy as a child. Zing! That's true. That's true Did you have that? I that was, well, I was thinking of the Vatican earlier, so. Uh, if, uh, if you're extremely white and have no sense of humor, you could be a vampire. Uh, but then again, you could also be Jay Leno. Hey. Or if you see a colony of bats and you're one of them, then you're pretty sure <laughs> oh, well, you're a vampire. Not a good again, sign. It's a good if nothing sign. else, we're about providing a public service here at the movie, guys. We often do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want to get further clarification on how you know if you're a vampire or not. So we're going to bring in the movie guy's new observational comedian, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Fangsworthy. Awesome. Good stuff. Oh, this is a treat. This is a real thrill. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I hope this. I hope we learned something. I'm yeah, going to pay attention. <laughs> well, if you comb your hair in the mirror and all you see is a comb, you might be a vampire. <laughs> one, one wonderful joke. That's hilarious. If you go to the blood bank to make a withdrawal instead of a deposit, you might be a vampire. If you eat a BLT and the B stands for blood, you might be a vampire. Oh, it's bacon with everybody else. Three wonderful jokes. No? Okay. If you're laughing through your fangs, you might be a vampire. Four, four wonderful jokes. If you find yourself avoiding steakhouses just based on general principle, you might be a vampire. Oh, hey, did not see that one coming. If you get nervous while crossing your T's, you might be a vampire. Oh, oh, yeah, so true. So, so true. That's funny because it's true. Totally. If the number of SPF on your suntan lotion is higher than the current year, you might be a vampire. And of course, if you have a redneck, 
you're about to be a vampire. Oh, 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 so I want to make sure you uh, get a proper plug here. Now, you've got some shows coming up, right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be at Das Hoot in Terre Haute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Terre Haute, get ready. Yeah. Oh, and Chuckle Hut in Des Moines. <gasps> oh, oh what a thrill, the, the Midwest uh, tour. And make sure you pick up my book, Interview the Vampire. Yeah, Interview the Vampire. <laughs> One more time, Jeff Fang's worthy, everybody. He's really alive in the studio today. Wow. over here in the chair now. Yes, go in the chair between the cameras so we can't see. <laughs> All right. So what I miss? Oh, I know nothing. What? From over there, he's hilarious. He's very funny. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is funny. Yeah. I, so uh, I smell franchise with that guy. I smell something. What I smell smells? his own Toad Hop Network showcast. <laughs> yes, a showcast. Now, uh, oh, one last thing about these vampire movies before we get off of them. They just don't seem to stop making them. They seem to never no. get old. No. The genre never dies. It never does. Uh, nope. Like the vampires themselves. Now, I want to get to the bottom of this. So, um, well, no offense, guys, but I'm going to dispense with the stand-up comedy and all the ha-has. Oh, I'm going to kick you guys out for just a second. All right? oh, I, I just got back from over there. I, I want to get a panel of experts in here to really oh, get to experts. the bottom Fine. of what well, it's hey, like. Whatever. I Fine. think it's important to get to the bottom of it, so I'm going yeah. to go ahead. Thank you. I mean, we need to know, I think, as, as a listening audience, I'm, I'm speaking for you, what it's, what the, what's next for the genre? I mean, this is a, a long-lasting genre, the vampire movie, what is next? So um, I just want to bring the professionals in, all right? Uh, with vampires bowing out at the end of this saga, for Twilight at least, uh, where does the genre go from here? So let's find out, ladies and gentlemen, with our resident psychic vampire prognosticator, Nosferatu Damas. Hello, hello, Paul. How are you? Uh, excellent. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. This is a real treat. Uh, it's it's a real thrill to have you here. I am Nosferatu Damas. Oh, oh, Paul. Oh, might I say, first of all, I am getting a vision, uh -huh. and I want to say to you, congratulations on the great round of applause you're going to get at the end of this sketch. Oh. Oh, I, oh, I see. That's good. Uh, so it went well, then. Oh, very well. Very topical. A little kooky. All right. Also helping us out with this panel of experts is a, uh, or this panel of experts sketch, is a, the grad student who told me to throw out my idea for a vampire screenplay because Hollywood was done making those in 1996. Autumn Summers, everybody. We'll give him a round of applause. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Well, thank you. That's enough for you. Okay. Uh, and since the subject here is hunky Draculas and their vampireness, we've brought in, we brought in someone to weigh in on the future of dashing and stacked monsters. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hunky Frankenstein. Oh, welcome. Hi there. Oh, <laughs> Hunky Frankenstein. Oh, he's welcome. So hunky. Feeling freshly pumped. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> All right, let's go to the, uh, the questions I have here compiled from our Twitter sphere. <laughs> With Robert Pattinson and that sad girl and the other guy saying goodbye to their vampire counterparts, Ooh, who, cute. Uh, who I'm told have names, the big question is, will this be the end of cuddly vampires? Oh, Wait a second, Paul. I, I, I'm afraid not, because I'm getting a vision, and... Oh, yes. I'm seeing. I'm fighting my way back to you. I, I, I just came from a vision of a future of vampires where they are cute. Uh, babies, in fact. They're very young. They're babies. And, yes, I'm seeing adorable vampire babies voiced by Ashton Kutcher. And uh, the vision is a bit fuzzy. But it seems there's another actor from Freaks and Geeks that we haven't heard much from yet. Oh, fascinating. Now, now grad student... Yes. You told me that I should abandon my dreams of writing my movie because you felt people were no longer interested in vampires. So, in your expert opinion, 
Is this the end of metrosexual vampire hotties? Well, I mean, I mean it's got to be, right? I mean, they've got to be done. They just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and not have people notice, can they? Mm-hmm. I mean, people, they might go in a more literary direction yeah, from here? It's all been done. It's all been done before, right? You know, right? Okay, Hunky yes, Frankenstein. Hi there. Yes. What do you see happening next for the genre? Well, Paul, I see them getting hunkier and funkier. You know, it's no longer going to be the sole province of vampires only. Step aside, bloodsuckers. It's time for a monster that can frighten the village and look good all night long. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. Uh, well, it's a gun show. Now, what about vampire powers? You okay? got your tickets there, son? I got my tickets for your gun show. Uh, back in the 1800s and through most of the 1980s, in fact, you could kill a vampire with a cross or a stake to the heart. Yes, Lately, I know. Lately, it seems less and less harms them. What's Ugh. next in the vampire revisionism department? Well, Paul, I'm getting a vision that... Oh, there it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm seeing <laughs> a future. like it hurts. Are you okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit shocking at first. Right. I mean, I sense them coming on, but they're still a little bit scary, you know? Uh, I get migraines. I know yes, what you're talking you know, about. You know you're tilting yeah. back on the chair, and at any moment you might go completely backwards. But it, it's still a surprise. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm seeing a future in which vampires and medical scientists sciences make great strides in immunity. And now I'm seeing vampires walking in the sun, Paul. Walking in the sun in garlic and crosses have no effect. And they don't drink blood. So then what is the difference between vampires and a dull couple from Palmdale? <laughs> Paul, the only difference is that if you stab the vampires in the heart with a stake, they die. <laughs> no, that's true. I, I'm sorry. Not all divisions are hilarious. <laughs> okay, now, grad student, yes. when you trashed my vampire story, yes. you said it was because nobody would care that my vampires were able to walk in the daytime. Well, what do you make of that? Well, they shouldn't walk in the daytime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be a reason to not make a more vampire movies. There's, there's rules. They should have been done with it, right? Oh, oh, hold on, Paul. I'm getting the vision of a vampire robot. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Nobody wants to see that, right? Do you want to see a vampire robot? I'll tell you what they want to see. They want to see cut mummies and ripped creatures from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, you, I do not mind that. Coming for you. I got to wrap the show up. I hopefully uh, now you're all a little bit more well misinformed. Okay. And, oh, Jesus. wait a second, Paul. I'm seeing a commercial in your future. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And uh, thank you for watching. And please tune in next week when I bring in another panel and we talk about the future of zombie movies. Oh, nobody wants to see zombie movies. They've already Kill done them that. I'll tell you what a zombie's good for. I see zombies. Bunch of lunatics. <laughs> Do I get back. my parking validated here? <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to Soda Stream. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like?
Get some scent balm. Does the bathroom smell like... Get some scent balm. Go to GetSomeScentBalm.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love scent balm that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code radio at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try scent balm. Scent Balm is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays, and the smell will last for days. That's right. You spray it today, and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBalm.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from, so go to GetSomeScentBalm.com. That's get some scent balm. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Are you experiencing occasional constipation, fatigue, weight gain, poor circulation, sleepless nights, depression, or lack of concentration? Your health conditions may be related to a toxic colon. Yes, I'm talking about pooping. It's time to detoxify and feel healthy. Miracles of Health offers you a smooth and gentle solution. PuraCleanse, the number one colon cleanser you can count on. Go to miraclesofhealth.com or call 888-495-9864 and get your seven-day free trial of PuraCleanse. All you have to do is pay $4.99 for the shipping. PuraCleanse, your friend for life. A great website if you are in the market for gift-giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift-giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout, and save 20%. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Just caught myself sitting on my shirt. See? It's better right than sitting way, on your balls. Right Don't handle news. me. What fantastic what tip. Oh, boy. <laughs> I could quote broadcast news all day. Did you ever sit on yeah. your balls? I have. No. Yeah. It's got to be really hot. You sat on my, I, sat on my balls. I've sat on both balls. Oh, it was <laughs> ah, It's one of those shows. Where do I get in line for that? <laughs> well, listen, welcome back to the Movie Guys live here on the Toad Hop Network. Uh, we come to you every Thursday at 7. And that is 10 Eastern. And uh, then we'd go right to iTunes, I believe, and you can catch all the archived shows at toadopnetwork.com. Pretty so, um, But, you know, we didn't just see movies on the plane this week. We did our due diligence. We went out to the theater and saw some stuff. And by we, of course, I mean Adam and Lee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen and I were busy back east. So I'm anxious to hear what they thought. They went out to see Skyfall. So I, uh, please no, dispense with No. The, what? I thought you had the... Can we get the cue? Can... Thank you. If we say Skyfall, we got to hit Yeah, that. I can't yeah. talk about Sky. <laughs> oh, my God, I almost took a spit take. <laughs> I'll let Adam start because I am not a Bond aficionado. I am a huge Bond aficionado. Hey, and I've set this up well with, the, with Twilight. I'll see anything there's four of, right? Yes. We know yes. as a rule in my life. Well, James Bond, I mean, the great thing about James Bond is there's, what is this, 29th or something? 20, yeah, 29, 27, one of those. Nobody complains that they're, oh, another Bond film. But there's been 29 of them. Like, Friday 13th Part 5 was catching shit. Like, oh, my God. Stop making these things. But, like, James Bond's like, is there going to be another one? Yay, 50th anniversary, 29th movie, 5th first. I mean, when you reboot anything, everyone's like, oh, another reboot. Oh, Spider-Man, the reboot. They've rebooted Bond six times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so funny. It gets away with everything that nobody else does. But, uh, but. So I was ex- I was excited because I, I love when there's a changeover in Bond. It's been really cool. This has been a very 
cool changeover, right? Because they're obeying all the Bond rules. You still get, you know, your opening montage, and you still get martini references, and you still get casino stuff, and you still get the tuxedo and the Walther PPK and all those seemingly, and the, the shot down the gun barrel. Well, but go ahead. The, these have become an I- intricate series of Bond tales. That's completely brand new, which is cool. But well, the, dif- the difference between this and rebooting, say, Friday the 13th, is they actually tried to do with Friday the 13th the same thing they did with Bond, which is replace the main character. And that kind of gives it a fresh look, except for the main character always had a hockey mask on, so it, it didn't quite take. Yeah. So like, oh, hey. Thank you. Yeah. I was working on that the whole time. Uh, you know what's funny is well, I saw I'm you. I really saw we'll you working for it. I'm glad you kept going they for kept it. They kept changing Jason, but no one caught on. No one on. noticed. No yeah. one caught on. So. But I, yes, you're right. A different person plays Jason every yeah. movie, and nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I enjoyed this Bond. I don't know... Um, I don't know from Bond, yeah. but I but I know. So some you're of judging the, it as just a movie. Yeah. So as a movie, thoughts. It was it was about 20 minutes too long. There's mm-hmm. a couple draggy parts. If you're not uh, really keen on the mythology of Bond, but you have a casual uh, knowledge, you're fine because there were some references, as you said, to the martini. I don't want to give anything away, but there's a great moment when he orders his martini. There's a great moment when he gets the Aston Martin that he used to drive. Mm-hmm. There's a great moment when he gets the gun. Uh, that are all just kind of winks and nods to things. And so you don't have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of Bond to appreciate these things. And I really, really found that the way they moved those into the story was really And I so want to jump on to uh, what you're saying right there with something that happens in the second half of the movie, but I'm not going to spoil anything that happens in the second half of the movie. Well, he dies. Oh, Oh, shit. Uh, We're on tape delay, right, Johnny? (laughs) Kill that button. He both died and signed up for two more movies. Rocky shows up and kills him. So I like this new phase that it's in. Yes, it's slow, but man, you go back to some of the other ones too. You know, some of the uh, Connery ones have their slow moments, and then the Roger Moore sort of picked up the pace a little more. I think it has a little more reputation, but still, you watch for your eyes only or something like that. There's about forty minutes of just talking and spy spy guy talking to the people he needs, and you know that sort of thing. So yeah, I feel that about all the Bond movies. These have gotten long. Yeah, that was something that actually occurred to me when I was watching it for, because I guess this is this is a hallmark of Bond movies, which is the first twenty five minutes is just a freaking roller coaster. Yeah. It is the the credits come up and you are just moving right there, and then even the credit sequence is really clever. And I remember thinking, I I've been missing this. This is what mm. I've not been watching. This mm. movie is great, and then it just kind of ground to that talky halt. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's why I don't go. Yeah, definitely go more for some of the Roger Moore ones and some of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Was it as bad as just sitting through the Trade Federation speech? Oh, God, that was (laughs) (laughs) that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, you mean are you talking about Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's yeah, too yeah. much. That when I think of something too talky and too boring, I think of the Trade Federation. Yeah. You pull the Han Solo out of Star Wars, you lose Karen. Oh. <laughs> well, much. and all other women who have taste in hot he men. Had some bulge in that. that yes, some, yeah. I'm telling you. Some Han Solo I was going to say that the Not Bond movies. Going? One thing that was kind of cool about the Bond movies, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but the thing I'm looking forward to is they're they managed to keep their audience through generations of people. They have been, like, they're your dad's movie, then they become your movie, then they become your kid's movie. And part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that the bond changes and his sexiness changes. Like, the new sexy is what's hot right now. Because because Roger Moore really was kind of gay. Yeah, but that was hot back then. You know what? You keep on this line. (laughs) You keep insisting. 
Well, that's but that's one of the great. Questions. Is there something I should know about Roger Moore that I don't? No, no. Or about I, Adam? I, I, he's, he is British. Mm. Trust me, exactly. I know that about Adam. <laughs> it goes back to the gay or British question, gay. which has been asked <laughs> centuries <laughs> long. <laughs> Nerdy, <laughs> gay, or British? Those yeah. are the three questions. Now, Connery three was Scottish, and uh, you know, so some of the other guys. Uh, but uh, well, there is a there is a bisexual homosexual reference. In this in this movie, oh, yeah. there's, Javier Bardem, the the villain. Um, yeah, yummy. And you know, I've read that people really pick up on that, and they're they're really questioning what the what the meaning behind that scene was. Yeah, because there's a line that Bond delivers that people really bring into question as to whether or not this is something that's revealing about him. Oh. And I just took it as something completely different, and yeah. kept moving on, and it didn't bog me down at all. There's this moment. I, this isn't giving anything away, but Javier Bardem is like rubbing his thighs and making some sort of rubbing his own thighs or Bond's thighs. Bond thighs. Oh my god! I need to see this movie on the way home. <laughs> Did he sit on his balls? He sat. <laughs> I really need to just drop me off at the movie theater. The director's on the way home. cut. He sits on his balls, right. but he rubs the Bond thighs <gasps> and he says something lurid or suggestive. And he says, "I think the line is, is this your first time?'" And Bond says, "What makes you think this is my first time?" And this is the greatest movie I've ever heard of. The thing was, I walked away and said, is this his first time being hit on? Not necessarily, you know, engaging. And everyone walked away, apparently, with this other extrapolation from it that, you know, that Bond is some kind of. Well, Bond is so metrosexual in this. He is. I love that suit he wears. That (laughs) suit he wears. But he's bad. I think you called it right that that's the old Connery suit. That's the oh. old Connery Aston Martin. I mean, there's so many great. Did you, know, you see little, Catch Me If You Can? It's all Easter yeah. eggs. So there's movies. that moment in Catch Me If You Can where he goes and buys the James Bond suit. He says, "Is this the suit that he wore in the movie?" And he says, "Exactly." And it's that suit yeah. that that it's the Connery suit. And then he and then in Catch Me If You Can, he cuts to that sequence where he's in the DB5 and he's r- running around the Aston Martin, which makes an appearance in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Much like the, well, there's product placement all over these things, right? I mean, that's that, kind of a history. That's another thing it gets away with, that nothing else can can take the this much product placement. I mean, every time there's a Bond movie coming out, it's like, and they do all the fake commercials too, where it's like, it'll start out like a scene, and it'll be like, hey, what time is it? Oh, you want to look at my tag Hoyer? Oh, it turns out you're watching a product placement. <laughs> Say, you got too much chafing down there? <laughs> and then they have... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've <laughs> gone mad. Oh, hold on a second. Javier Bardem is rubbing Say, at him. Say, <laughs> you got too much chafing down there? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the other one, too. Is your body wash not making you feel like taking on your day as well as it should? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, Paul. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to work up a bit here. We're totally trying to work oh, something we, out. Johnny Ice was able to go get our archives. You can't even press a button. <laughs> Crying out loud. Hold on. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Okay, I'm go ready. ahead. Okay. I might just pull a shit one on you because you're giving me crap. <laughs> Foot odor embarrassing you at parties? <laughs> we'll try this. All right, scroll. Know your smell. Does uh, your green cola not make you want to skateboard enough? <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that we noticed is that we went to, I am now hooked on the uh, Saturday morning matinee. Oh, this is the greatest thing. This is the greatest thing. But we thing. got tripped up. We got what? totally snooker. Okay, you what, know, the what? first the first showing of any Saturday or Sunday. Right? Or all, I'm, week. all week. I'm hesitate. All week. All week. I, hesitate, I hesitate to share this with the general public because once they know that you can see a movie for $6, yeah. that's it. They're going to go. It's kind of an exclusive secret right now. Yeah. But, so, yeah. So, we saw... Shh. 
for six bucks, Don't we saw anyone. a flight. We saw a which, flight, which is a six dollar movie. It is every bit a six dollar. It's a five dollar movie. movie, but it's, it's so six you might you might be making some you money. Might be on making this some thing. money on this. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then we saw Skyfall, which was not. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. All right, go ahead. Which was a ten dollar movie. It oh, was well. It here's was what dollars. happened. We signed up, and by that I mean we went online. We said, "Hey, there's a, a 9:15 a.m. in that's in the morning." People, it, I don't think City I've Mall, ever been awake then. Empty. It's like a zombie invasion. Yeah. So <laughs> when you when it's you like go 9:40 or something. Yeah. Uh, the the showing was 9:15. Yeah. Which yeah. means when you go into the parking lot, the parking garage at Century City, all the lights are green. You know oh, how they right, have those, those little... Yeah, because you I can park that. anywhere. They have those little hanging lights, which mm-hmm. is great technology in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we all signed up for the 915, and we're like, sweet, $6 movie. My buddy Tom shows up early, and he says, I don't think this thing's showing at 915. We walk up to the, you're an idiot, uh, <laughs> buy the do-it-yourself ticket purchase thing, and we find out, we discover that the 915 showing is actually a $10 showing. Uh-oh. And it turns out that the, it's being shown in some special format that needs another four dollars of your money in order for it to ETX. be. Etx. Oh. I don't even know what that what means. What is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a euphemism for extra screw charge. Extra money. Super great. <laughs> yeah. Super it's, great. It's, it's the super great version. Did you want to see the okay version? In the yeah. extra version. Exactly. There you go. So, well, like in Doritos, it means it's extreme, right? The X. The X shows up. It was extreme the fat rice. extreme Doritos. <laughs> it was the fat-free version of the movie. Mm. And if fat-free tastes just like the fat, why make the fat? Anyway, so Adam and <laughs> it never does. It never does. Adam fortunately had with him what's that thing you have? What's iPhone? the iPhone? Re- no, the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. I did bring my recorder with me. Yeah, he has We were able of, to record this transaction. So. Did you? Yes. Yeah. So this wow. so this is a recording of me buying what I think is the $6 ticket. That ends up being yeah, listen not, to this. not listen the six dollars. I is can't ridiculous. wait. This is gonna be right, interesting. Let, let, let me play it. Uh, yes, uh, one for Skyfall. Skyfall, please. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be six dollars. Wow, really? Only, only six dollars? Yes. Any screening before twelve noon is always only six dollars. Okay, great, excellent. Now, how would you like to see the movie? I'm sorry, see the movie? Yes. Would you like to actually see the images that are being projected onto the screen? Or are you just fine sitting in the dark? <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I want to see the movie, but I'm not sure what you mean by... Okay, t- let me just add the EXT charge. I'm sorry, the EXT charge? Yes, that's where we turn the image quality on the projector all the way up. Wait, wh- why wouldn't you just do that all the time? Oh, and would you like to hear it as well? Yes, I'd like to hear the movie. Okay, then that'll be the TXH charge. Wait, I'm sorry, the THX charge? Well, you do want to hear the sound that goes along with the images, don't you? Yeah, I guess. Okay, great. Then we'll just turn up the volume, uh, just as the director intended. Now, would you like a seat with that? I'm sorry, a seat? Yes, would you like to sit down while you watch the movie, or are you fine with leaning against the back wall? Yeah, a seat would be great. Great. Okay. Oh, and for only $4 more, we offer a no-kid-kicking-your-chair option. Okay, fine. Whatever. All right. How about no guy on his cell phone? Yes, absolutely. I want that. Okay, now, is that it? Are we done with this? Yes. That'll be $78. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, do you want to see the Skyfall where James Bond lives or the one where he dies? Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. It was as if you were there with us. It was weird. 
I look back and forth at both of you, but oh, I, you know, I know it was just an audio clip we were playing. It's it was an phone, audio clip. Did your cell phone go off on the line? On the line, cell phone. As yes. Got no guy on cell phone. His his phone went <laughs> off. Yeah. It vibrated oh, during the no guy on cell phone. But this actually happened Fantastic. to Adam and I, where we walk up and we were like, "I thought it was six dollars," and she was like, "Well, no, it's the ten dollars." And ex- <laughs> please, Adam, explain to everyone what the E. A couple seconds. What it really is, is they turn it all the way up. This is bullshit. I'm serious. It's early in the morning. Maybe they don't think you can handle it all the way up. And they also claim superior projection quality, which I know means they turn it all the way up. Because you've heard that, that people who do 3D movies are complaining at how low they keep the bulbs because the bulbs have a maximum wattage like your house uh-huh. lights you know like 100 watts but you know but it's a, it's a projector so to save money they keep the projector bulb low which people complain for 3D movies is why you can't see it very well uh-huh. it's cuz keeping the projector bulb bulb right. money apparently and it dulls, bulb money. money and it dulls the color here is yeah. how much bullshit that whole thing is so for an extra charge they'll turn it all the way up and wait a minute so because no 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 hold on because you're an idiot they will show you on the screen during the preview. They show you like this little mixer board yeah. that shows all the levels going up because you're not smart enough to figure out for yourself that that's all we're doing. By the way, I have to say it looked and sounded great. You know why? Because that's the movie's <laughs> natural state. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's supposed to look yeah. like. Right? Oh, I'd be pissed if I was the people making the movies. You know, once I'll I... save you a couple bucks if you let me make it crappy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I once paid three dollars for a movie. It was a guy with a flashlight doing finger puppets, yeah. and I bet it was really good. And the I, floor, I'm guessing the floor was sticky. I saw Schindler's List that way. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, and one of them's got a little red coat. And with that, good news. Good news. You didn't take one for the team. I don't have the clip. Sorry, but oh, yeah. you, but you didn't. Yes. You went out and saw a good movie. I can't wait. I'm going to see it this week. It is a good movie. Uh, let me just say that we do recommend it. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> say, not feeling so fresh down there. <laughs> Try this. Wait. Let's get it. Let's get back to what's coming up this weekend. Uh, opening in select cities and maybe going wide later. It's the artsy fartsy Anna Karenina. Karen, shall we preview it? Yes, let's do it. So, Paul, how many times have you read a boring romance novel and thought to yourself, "Why can't they make movies this boring?" Well, they did, and it's called Anna Karenina. Get ready to pay off that debt to your wife or girlfriend for making her go to Taken 2 because Anna Karenina is a new movie based on Leo Tolstoy's novel, considered by many to be one of the finest ever written, but which is considered by me to be full of words. Words, so many words. Yes, audiences that love to sit get excited. Stolen glances, elaborate costumes, people whispering, long conversations, elaborate waltzes. What more could you ask for in a movie? Oh, right. None of that crap. <laughs> Anna Karenina is, a, is the wife of a Russian aristocrat, played in this adaptation by Kira Knightley's Skeleton. As in most Russian novels, Anna travels from someplace cold to someplace freezing. <laughs> During this trip, she falls in love with a cavalry soldier, Count Vronsky. Greetings. Uh. I am the Count. <laughs> <laughs> a soldier falling in love with wrong woman. No, it's not General Petraeus' story. It's the General Petraeus story set in Russia. Jude Law plays her dickhead husband, and she, who she shouldn't be with. In the movie Guysopedia, this is referred to as an Elwis. While she works through her impossible love for a younger, prettier, sexier man. Anna is more obsessed with love than Paul McCartney. And she goes to period pieces over her new love, who she can't be with. 
But she must. But she can't. But she must. But she can't. Uh. They're kind of like the Sam and Diane from Cheers, or for those of our younger listeners, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez, or for those listeners just being born, their children. But while the movie is a Siberian-sized emotional tug-of-war at its heart, on its surface, it aims to be a Boz Lozmer-style vis- visual... Boz, Boz Lerman? I don't even know. Adekrin... Boz Lerman. I'm sorry, I stuck you with Boz Lerman. I'm sorry, who's Boz Lerman-style? Karen with a Boz Lerman reference, I'm so sorry. You can't give me any words other than Bill Murray. did not know. Those are the words I can handle. Hold on a second, got to rewrite. no idea who's reading that. Bill Murray-style visual masterpiece. Thank you, a Bill Murray-style visual masterpiece. The film redefines Lush in its costume and photography, even using a theatrical stage to tell parts of its story and create a gorgeous 19th century Russia like we've never seen before. Unless you're not the type to catalog versions of 19th century (laughs) you've seen before, in which case it's pretty. It's from Joe Wright, the director of Atonement and Pride and Prejudice. Well, you can't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> this is the third time Joe Wright has bodiced Kara Knightling, which I find interesting because she has no body to bodice, but that's just me throwing that's that in true. there. Either because he likes her acting or because he likes everything else about her being bonded. If you're still dreading going to this with your wife or girlfriend, all this may not be lost because it's written by Tom Stoppard, writer of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead and Shakespeare in love. So he's the go-to guy if you want to make some old shit interesting. <laughs> Jude Law does the equivalent of a female actress by gaining 15 pounds, and he goes bald during this. And Aaron Kickass Johnson shows up, but now his name is Aaron Taylor Johnson. So either he got married, <laughs> or he just got tired of being called Aaron Kickass Johnson. <laughs> so there you go. Anna Who would get tired of being called Kickass? No, that's a great nickname. Why not? He made Kickass, and then he's been all prestige projects. Maybe we should call him Aaron Dumbass Johnson. He was in Albert Knobs. Oh, you don't want to be called Aaron Albert, Albert Nobbs. Nobbs. That is a, but is that a prestige Horrible. project no. you want to be in? That's a, well, what a great name for a movie nobody's ever going to go see. <laughs> Albert Nobbs. If Albert Nobbs had the plot of Transporter 4, I still wouldn't go see a movie called Albert Nobbs. I but no, it's not Transporter no. 4. It's a movie I wouldn't go see that is also named Albert Nobbs. And it could be the porn version of itself. It's already <laughs> their name. Oh, I'd go see that. <laughs> I have seen that. That is the porn right. title. That's the porn title. The Here's porn what happens in Albert Knobs. He orders a pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> bom, I have no idea how to pay for this. There's <laughs> and a, I'm a dude. There's a PTA meeting, and Junior's not doing well. And how could we get him an A? I don't know, but the babysitter came over. What? <laughs> and she has to do her homework. Now, Anna, Anna Kernert, Kermenna, Kermenna, This is essentially a love triangle, right? But fancied up a bit. So we sure. thought, what other movie plots out there might sound better if they were fancied up? Well, mm. I just got the uh, iPhone 5. I don't know if you can see it here. Pretty fancy. Nice. IPhone That's 5. very fancy. Rub it in, um, Mr. Preston. Don't know if you have one of these, but... Uh, here I am lugging around my 4S like some sort oh, of Neanderthal. I'm totally Do you need a, uh, you need a wheelbarrow for yeah. that? Let me plug this into the wall. <laughs> so they, they've, they've got an app now where you can download, uh, download it and make mundane plots sound elegant and more Tolstoy-esque. Oh, really? Sure. You know why? That's what I because I tell you why. Because this movie... Is Anna Karenina yes. is just the Housewives of Dallas. It's just <laughs> yeah. Housewives it's of Orange a, County. Yeah. Bunch of socialites cheating on each other. Yeah. That's all it and is. And the only reason they can do that is because they're so busy not working. Snotty rich bitches. Yes. Fucking guys they shouldn't fuck. Exactly. But they, but they make it sound fancy because it's Tolstoy. Powdery yes. wigs and waltzes. 
Yeah, but uh, oh. this, this uh, Tolstoy translation generator app is pretty cool. And since you seem most Do fired tell. up, I'm going to give it to you. Run a few titles through the app, the oh, generator, okay? okay? okay. And so we'll, see, we'll see what the Tolstoy version oh, of oh, so ba- basic movie plots Hands. could okay, be. Go so, ahead. so if I if I just give the plot to the Tolstoy converter, it will tol- Tolstoyize it. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. Um, Okay, I'm going to do Howard the Duck. Good one. Uh, Nice. Howard the Duck. So Howard the Duck is a wisecracking duck man who crashes to Earth where he has to save the world from an alien invader. Okay, now play it into the mic. Okay. Uh, I just said that. Leo Tolstoy's Howard the Duck, a diminutive and boastful senator, finds himself in a struggle for the ages. With his loyalty to country tested, he defends his new castle from invading marauders (laughs) while falling in love with Leah Thompson. Well, there you go. That's a movie. That's a movie that's, I would go see. That did turn that yeah. into a very Tolstoy-esque story. And he falls in love with Leah Thompson. Well, yeah. okay, let me give it to Karen. Let me well, I mean, it, it, it right. had the whole story in there, but it was very Tolstoy-esque. Pick one of your favorite movies. Just okay. tell it the plot, um, and it'll okay. It'll make it fancy. Uh, okay, for, for Footloose. All right. Foot. Oh, I love Footloose. Nice. Right. Footloose. Okay. <clears throat> A city teenager moves to a small town where rock music and dancing have been banned, and his rebellious spirit shakes up the populace. Oh, God. There's already populace. I'd love to know what the Tolstoy translator would make. Yeah. Okay, hold it up to the mic there, and I think we'll get a listen. Leo Tolstoy's Footloose, challenged by the exuberance of youth, a countryside village is set asunder by merriment, (laughs) and the fleet of foot deal a lethal blow to the forces of melancholy. (laughs) Also, Kevin Bacon falls in love with Laurie Singer. <laughs> I can't believe it. Is that free or ninety nine cents? Fantastic. This is just the light. This is just the light version. This you know what, Adam? Yeah. I want you to really test this. This is on the iOS with the shitty maps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I have to download that. Yes. Yes. Sadly, shitty maps, but you get that. The shit maps. They pulled out Google. They pulled out the YouTube app, but you get this. this oh, is okay. Awesome. Well, this is great. All right. Well, he here we go. Merriment. Challenge oh. it. Challenge I it. have a challenge for the Tolstoy translator. I'm going to go with Porky. Ah! All right. All right. All right. Uh, app. What's the plot? Really? Okay. you got to read the plot. Uh, all right. So, so it doesn't you know, just Pee-wee work. and Meat, remember that? Uh, they, they head out to a whorehouse in hopes of uh, finally losing their virginity. Okay, all right. So go ahead and translate that. Okay. Leo Tolstoy's Porky's in a lavish world of opulence where temptation lies around every corner. A clandestine journey into the night reveals hidden pleasures for Count Pee-wee and the Duke of Meat. <laughs> Duke of Meat. That's fantastic. Come on. Duke, Come on. Duke, Duke, Duke of Meat. Give me a little meat. Joe. Meat. Oh, good Lord. Duke of Meat. Give me Joe. I am downloading that app right now. Oh, a lucky Come person. On. There we go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, good Lord. Uh, wait a second. You know, it's almost. What? 8 o'clock? <laughs> I was just going to say. 8 o'clock. Uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> I just want to throw it show. out there right now. Bill Murray's going to get an Oscar this year, and I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, but hopefully uh, we're not on next week. I'm still let everybody know. We're not here for Thanksgiving, but we'll be uh, back on the 29th. Hopefully by then, yeah, we, we will have seen Hyde Park oh, and Hudson. Oh, can't wait. And, um, and everybody in the audience, be sure to watch one of the two Thanksgiving movies that exist. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Planes, and Automobiles. And Home for the Holidays. Home for the Holidays. I always like Stuart Saves His Family, or is that Christmas? Oh, that's three. That's Stuart three. Saves His Family. Doesn't he go home for I Thanksgiving? I think that's a Thanksgiving movie. I think so. Check yeah. it out. It's really good. All right, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are the Movie Guys. Individually, we are. Hey, guys. Check us out at themovieguys.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash themovieguys, and at themovieguys on Twitter. That and we'll fun. see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening and watching. That was fun. <laughs> Thank you.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.